1: Hey folks, welcome back to Brothers on Law Zoom Edition. I'm Larry Mandel,
2: and I'm Rob Mandel, and we're still all obviously uh, weathering the
1: pandemic. What are you What are you doing during these times, Larry? Are you doing anything? I'm weathering. I'm pretty much at home, working from home, virtual office, and yeah. kind of yeah. avoiding crowds.
2: <laughs> okay are you going out you doing anything you're seeing anybody with masks on and social distancing anything like that
1: no i'm sending all my um confederates out i'm sending people out to get me stuff really i'm not going so you're to not the, doing anything no I'm well not, you know i'm going to the bank maybe the atm and things like that but not much uh, how about you rob
2: you know, I'm I I'm, uh, go to the office a couple of days a week, uh, but like you say, we got everything virtually running and and beautifully remote. Uh, I am going uh, to outdoor restaurants um, where you got to wear your mask until you get to your table, uh, but it's all been pretty cool. Uh, going to the market, all that kind of stuff, and you know what? We're going to talk about some things that you can do safely. Uh, on this show and in particularly getting out there on a bicycle, right?
1: That's right. We're going to talk about bicycle law and, you know, there's a big, you know, influx I think now of people getting bicycles. When I've called bicycle shops, Rob, because I needed some bicycle um, repairs, they're like booked up. Yeah. And you're flying e- off the shelves. That, that's true. And then e-bicycles, you know, the electric ones with the motor. Yeah. Those, those are selling like hotcakes right
2: now. People need to get out. They just want some fresh air. But, Larry, you're not doing anything, so are you getting out on a bicycle then?
1: I'm getting out hiking. You know, you're just, hiking. Yeah, okay. Hiking, walking. No bicycling. No bicycle. Well, a little bit of bicycling, but I need my bike repaired, remember? Okay. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. Um, before we talk about bicycle riding and how to do it safely and legally and what you can do, if you, you do get hurt on a bike out there, God forbid. Um, You know, we've been doing these, uh, uh, asking people to nominate folks out in the community that have been going above and and beyond during the corona crisis. I wish I could talk today. I'm not talking very well today. Call it COVID. Yeah, yeah, the COVID crisis. And uh, we've been getting these amazing nominations. Um, For instance, Jeff called to nominate. Someone he knows, his name is Albert Vera, and this gentleman feeds 500 people with hot meals per week for the Culver City School District, helping out low-income families and children. Yeah, I want to hear how he pulls that off. 500 hot meals per week. Per week. That's amazing. Yeah. Albert yeah. Vera. Uh, Dave, can you play the message from uh, Jeff, who's nominated his friend Albert?
3: Hi, my name is Jeff. I'd like to nominate Albert Vera. We live in Culver City, and Mr. Albert Vera has graciously donated for the last two months over 500 hot meals a week to low-income families and children for the Culver City School District.
1: That's great. Cam, our producer, do we have Albert on the line?
0: I have Albert Vera on the line. Albert, go ahead and say hi to the Brothers on Law.
3: Hey, Brothers on Law, this is Albert Vera. Nice talking to you guys.
0: Hey, good to talk to you,
2: Albert. You got you're, it. You're quite a guy uh, feeding 500 people per week. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
3: Hey, you know, so um, on the onset of the pandemic, I, um, I I got to thinking about families that really are are, are food insecure and, and what that how i can best serve them and and help them so i got in touch with uh, one of our local uh, charities here one of our local organizations it's the uh, culver city backpacks for kids program and um we, i picked a day out of the week where um I, I figured we can help these families who are part of our school system and they don't have a whole lot of money and they really don't know where the next meal is coming from mm. so i or- organized it with them and uh, to date we've served over uh over twelve thousand meals um that, uh, you know, I gave back to the community. So it's twofold. I help the community and I help some of the, the businesses struggling in the community survive. That is wow, fantastic.
1: That, that is great. Uh, do you have a background in the food industry or you just how did you put this all together?
3: Um, so, um, yeah, I um, I have an Italian down here in Culver City called Sorrento Italian Market. So a uh, long, long background in, in the food industry and food business. But Um, More so than that, just, you know, really involved in the community and, and particularly, you know, my passion is, is the children that, that is really ultimately our our future and, and what better way we we need to cultivate and, and, and nourish them in in any possible way we can, both, you know, educationally and, and through nutrition and, and food. So, um, I, I just felt, uh, this need that I needed to do something. I needed to step outside of, uh, the box and, think of a creative way to, to help out the community and as well as students and families. So I, yeah. opened program, and I, I opened it up to the Backpacks for Kids program, and then I opened it up to the city and whole, so anybody who, who needs a meal on, on Thursdays, they come on down to Farragut Elementary and, and you know, I'll feed them. I, I start feeding uh, from four and we feed until, you know, we run out of food, and typically it's between 600 and 950 meals a week.
1: Wow. Wow. Sounds like a hero to me, right, Rob? Definitely.
2: And so can you name the the elementary school one more time?
3: So it's uh, Farragut Elementary School in Culver City. It's on Farragut uh,
2: uh, Avenue. And you start feeding at four in the afternoon or four in the morning?
3: No, four four in the afternoon. And typically what we do is we, we service all the the members of the Backpack for Kids program. So these are families and children of the program. They really don't have a whole lot of money, and they they don't know where their next meal is coming from. So we we service the families first, and then I open it up to the general public. Yeah, it's on 10820 Farragut Drive in Culver City.
2: Okay, wonderful. Well, Albert, thank you so much. And so to to show our appreciation, we're going to send you a whole bunch of certificates for Ralph's Markets, who's one of our sponsors. And I hope that would help you out. Would that help you out?
3: Absolutely. Abs- absolutely. 100% help out.
2: All right, man. That's what
1: we're going to do. Right, Larry? Keep on doing what you're doing.
3: Thank you. I appreciate you guys' the time, and I, and I love the show. And, and thank you for all you guys, what you're doing, and, and stay safe.
2: Hey, thank you, you so much, Albert. You're a, you're a great guy. You're a credit to your community. Thank you so much. Right on. Thank you guys. Have a wonderful day. Take
1: care. Well, you know, it's people like that, Rob, that make you feel good about the human race, you know? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? Yeah, I mean, there's some bad players out there, but that's the kind of people we want.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, it's sad to hear that in today's United States, there are families who don't know where their next meal is coming from. That's kind of a shocker.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a uh, eye opener, isn't it? Well, yeah. And, I mean, when we're worried about other, more um, materialistic things, they're just worried about their next meal. Yeah, yeah. And
2: uh, I, I'm so glad that we can highlight people like that and and help them out a little bit, you know, on our show because that that's what I wanted to do with this show. You know, not just talk about legal things, not just talk about uh, cool people, but also, some important issues and, and highlight folks who are finding solutions. You know, right. 900 people uh, per, per week. Wow, that's just
1: something else. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the brothers in law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear from you. Find us on Instagram and
2: send us a message, then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105.
0: From all of us on the Brothers on Law Show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community.
2: We were going to talk a little bit about bicycles and how they're flying off the shelves because people want to ride their bikes and there's, you know, street bikes there's the e-bikes, there's the uh, a mountain bike which is what I prefer to ride. And You're still riding
1: your mountain bike, aren't you?
2: Yes, I am. And what I do is I have a little thing that goes around your neck. You can pull it up and it becomes a mask. And so it's not like a thing that you have to wear all the, you know, 100% of the time. So if I'm coming at another rider on a trail and we're going to be tight and I'm going to get a little close to that person, I'm going to pull that up and cover myself so I don't breathe on that person. It's a rare moment, but, you know, it happens. Yeah, because you're huffing and puffing, dude. You're huffing and puffing. And um, I'm hoping that they do the same thing, you know, because my mask, you know, does not protect me from their uh, air. And that's what we all got to realize is you wear the mask for the other person. You don't get any protection for yourself by wearing a mask, you're only protecting the other guy from something that you may have. You just don't realize it. You may have gotten the COVID and just don't know it. Cause some people don't get sick right away when they have it, or they just don't notice the symptoms at all. And yet the next guy can, can die from it. So sure. that's what that's all about. All right. So uh, Larry, we're looking at a photograph behind you. Yeah. And this photo shows a man Uh, who's next to the curb on his bike. He's got two kids that are basically in in line in front of him. And then his wife is out into the street or or his wife, or maybe it's his his girlfriend or whoever it looks like we're assuming it's his wife, mom. And she's out a little further into the um, street, the street look kind of running roughshod for those kids. And um, so is that okay? Can we do that?
1: Uh, That's good question, Robin. I'll tell you, it is. Under certain circumstances. Generally, if you're riding a bike and you're going slower than traffic, you have to be as close to the right side of the street as possible. And this lady is not. It's, you know, they're side by side. However, there are some exceptions. What are those? Well, one would be as if she's going with the flow of traffic. So you don't have to ride to the very right of the roadway if your bicycle is going at the same speed as traffic. Then you can occupy the lane. The other exception is this. If you're going to pass somebody, then you're allowed to pass and go to the left. But then you have to go back into the lane and go to the right side of the curb. Yeah. See, here's the way I look at it.
2: I'm looking at what you're talking about, I think, makes sense for a busy street. You know, there's a lot of traffic. And if you're near anywhere near a car, just get out of the way on a bicycle and the rule is, of course, stay as close to the, uh, the curb as possible. But you don't want to be out there in, with the cars because they don't see you half the time and they will hit you and hurt you.
1: This photograph is in a residential area. And I thought you were going to go to the fact, well, it's a residential area. Maybe it's a little bit more lax. Mm-hmm. But then you make a good point. It doesn't really matter. I mean, a car could be coming, you know, even though you're supposed to go maybe 25 miles an hour in this area, car could still be going 40 miles an hour less reaction time and just be distracted for a second. And this poor lady's right in the roadway.
2: Well, actually I had the opposite view. No, I had what your, uh, your, your original thinking was that this is a pretty quiet street, bunch of houses. Why not? Why not occupy the whole thing and keep your, and she's trying to rub ride roughshod for her kids. You know, these are little kids on the bike. No, I, I kind of dig what she's doing there. Uh, she's not wearing a helmet. The kids are, the man's not wearing a helmet. What?
1: What about that? Well, the law is: is if you're under eighteen, it's mandatory. But over 18, 18 and above, you are not required to wear a helmet. Although it doesn't—it's not a good idea. Let's face it. I mean, what's not a good idea? To you've got to wear a helmet. It's not a good idea not to wear a helmet because right. you know, no matter who you are, you you could hit something in the roadway—a a divot or a ditch and go flying, and the last thing you want is to smash your head and, and suffer a head injury, and at least with a helmet, you have some protection. It's like, you know, on a motorcycle, same deal. Yeah.
2: So, you know, the, 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 I, I don't get too many cases where someone's just going down the road and a car comes up behind them and knocks them down. I, I, I know that happens. It's a rare moment. But you know what, what my most frequent bicycle accident is? sidewalk a sidewalk, man, you, you must have the same experience. Yeah. I'm, I'm so just clear buoyant, Rob. Yeah. So, so, so check this out. This is, I'm going to give you a scenario and you tell me where you think the liabilities lie. I got a guy, who's on his bike. Now he's not. Now one thing we didn't mention uh, a bicycle has to follow the exact same rules of the road as a car. Right?
1: Exactly.
2: Stop yep. signs, stoplights, et cetera. Stay to the right. You're on the right-hand side of the roadway. You're going with traffic, not against traffic. And in some places, like the city of LA, you can ride on the sidewalk. So that that's, a, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm not allowed to ride my bicycle on the sidewalk. That's not true. But they leave it
1: up to local communities to regulate that. So, right? That's right. And the city of L.A., like you said, allows you to ride on the sidewalk as long as you don't do it in a reckless disregard for the safety of others. Right, right,
2: right. Now, you know what's weird? You could be riding your bicycle. And before I talk about my guy, <laughs> I was going to talk about my scenario. But, um, but you could be riding your bicycle. Let's say you're going west on Santa Monica Boulevard and you're around Bundy. And this is in L.A., of course. And you're, you're going west toward the beach, toward Santa Monica. You're on the sidewalk. Completely legal. As soon as you cross Sentinela into Santa Monica, do you know what happens? I'm hearing no. dead air. I'm hearing dead air, Larry. Well, I'm,
1: I'm thinking that either the law has changed for bicycles on sidewalks because it depends on the jurisdiction or there's no sidewalk there well no
2: overthinking my man no no you're on that sidewalk and as soon as you cross uh, sentinella into santa monica you cannot be on that sidewalk completely because it's illegal to ride your bicycle on a sidewalk in uh uh, santa monica okay that's what i said change of jurisdiction change of jurisdiction okay we know this is a scary time for a lot of people but we want you to know we would stop at nothing to get justice for you. This is Rob Mandel from the Mandel Trial Lawyers, and I'm here with my brother, Larry. And yes, the Brothers on Law Show here on Go Country 105.
1: With the experience you need, we are still actively litigating cases. So if you've suffered from a car accident, bicycle accident, or a serious injury of any kind, Call us for a free consultation today at 818-886-6600. Even if your small business has suffered due to the closures, we can help.
2: Mandel trial lawyers are fully operational with remote depositions and court appearances, so there's no reason not to seek justice, and the Mandel trial lawyers will fight for you. So call us at 818-886-6600 and stay safe out there. So, uh, we have a caller. Someone has a question yeah. on bicycle riding. Right, Can you have that,
1: that thought, caller for us? Rob, but hold that thought because we're going to talk a little bit more about bicycles on sidewalks, et cetera. Sure. Let's hear from our caller, though.
0: Okay. I have Jill from Rancho Cucamonga on the line.
1: Wow. Hi, Jill. Hi, Jill.
0: Hi there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Of course. So a couple weeks ago, I was backing out of my driveway and I hit one of my neighbor's kids on their bike. Okay. Uh, This particular family has no regard for our neighborhood. And I guess because we live on a cul-de-sac, they don't think it's necessary to supervise their kids. Um, The little boy thought he could clear the driveway, but he couldn't. And I hit him. He didn't get hurt, but his bike did need a new wheel. Okay. The other day, his parents basically told me that if I don't pay them $5,000 to replace the bike and for therapy for their son because he's scarred. So, what do I do? Do I just pay them?
3: Well,
1: that's an expensive bike if they're asking for $5,000. Um, you know, you may want to just turn it over to your insurance company and let them deal with it. It sounds like to me, Robin, you can weigh in on this too, is that there may be some comparative negligence. Um, if the child is not being properly supervised, it depends on the age and some other factors. That would then uh, discount the amount that per- a person would pay based upon the percentage of, of each party's fault.
2: Yeah, you know, um, we don't have all the facts that you know that you're describing. and you know, we're getting kind of a general feel. As to, you know, you're backing up, and there's the kid uh, coming around uh, trying to clear. The driveway is a kid on the um, sidewalk and going across your driveway at the at the moment that uh, you're backing out.
0: Yeah. So I apparently when I looked, there was no one on the sidewalk. So I don't know if he was in the street and went up the other neighbors driveway and crossed onto the sidewalk at that point when I was looking the other direction. And he, he thought he could clear the driveway in time for me to, you know, when I was backing out.
2: Right, right. These are tough situations because generally speaking, when you're backing out of a driveway or you're exiting a driveway onto a street, you have you don't have the right of way. So um, everybody else has the right of way when they're on the street. Probably uh, a kid on a, on a bike on a sidewalk has the right of way as you're backing out of your driveway. Thank God the kid didn't get hurt, right? no injuries yeah so this is probably one of those situations where you do want to discuss it with your insurance company and see you know what how they take a a look at it because they're the ones who are going to defend you against any lawsuit or maybe if you know since the child was not hurt maybe just work things out with the neighbor and and try and uh, avoid all that but you have to be uh, cognizant and aware of the fact that when you're backing out of a driveway or, or entering a street from a, from a driveway, you have to be careful of who the the other traffic there and the other people there that may have the right of way.
1: That's right. Yeah. So maybe you talk to your neighbors first, see if you can work it out on a friendly basis. And if not, then turn it over to your insurance company.
0: Okay. Well, thank you so much for the advice
2: yeah well we're, we're, we're uh, <laughs> these are our, just our our loose opinions on the air, and um you know one should always whenever you're confronted with something like this, uh, if you can't work things out, uh, on an amicable basis and always, always reach out to an attorney and retain one. But uh, insurance, if you, if you feel that your insurance is going to come into play, normally they have the right to control that situation and retain counsel for you.
1: All right. All right. We're Larry and Rob Mandel, the Brothers on Law, here on Go Country 105. Do you have a legal issue you need help with? We want to hear
2: from you. Find us on Instagram and send us a message. Then tune in on Saturdays at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105.
0: From all of us on the Brothers on Law show, we want to give a big thank you to these sponsors who we've partnered with to help honor our local heroes and groups for going above and beyond for their community. We'd like to thank Ralph's, Whole Foods, Target, and Chipotle. Thank you for all you do in our community.
1: Hey, So Rob, and this is kind of along the same lines that we've been talking about you've been talking about somebody getting hit on the sidewalk and this kid it sounds like he was in the sidewalk on the sidewalk or at the driveway yeah
2: portion. i'd want to know i guess i forgot to ask her but i'd want to know are you allowed to ride a bicycle in the city on a sidewalk in the city of uh, uh rancho cucamonga yeah you know that that kind of uh would pertain to that i would i would think to
1: some extent again it goes to more comparative negligence if it's a violation of the law it could be you know So what finished up on your scenario where the person is now in a different jurisdiction, they're riding on the sidewalk and they are.
2: Yeah, let's say you you, you can you can legally ride on the sidewalk on in this place, but they're on the opposite side. They're not on the right side of the roadway. They're on the left side of the roadway and they're going against traffic. They're going against traffic on that sidewalk. They come up to a, a crosswalk, a light that they want to cross. It's green. And in a car, just as they're um, about to cross this crosswalk on a green light, a car pulls up, wants to make a right turn, and the person is looking over their left shoulder to see if there's any cars coming, doesn't see any cars, starts to go. That's when the guy goes into the crosswalk and they hit each other and and the fellow on the bicycle
1: gets hurt. Now, Now, is the person on the bicycle... Is he still in Santa Monica, where they allow riding on the sidewalk?
2: They do not ri- allow it there in Santa Monica. I okay. said no. In this scenario, they're allowed to ride on the sidewalk.
1: Okay. And so the question is: Is if the person's crossing in the crosswalk and they get hit when the car is making a right-hand turn? Yeah. Is that is the bicyclist at fault in any way, shape, or form? Is that what your question is? Well, what do you think? Well. Okay, there's. Is the bicyclist riding the bike in the crosswalk, or is the bicyclist walking with the
3: bike? Okay, bicycle?
2: now, 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 don't, don't over lawyer me, Larry. Here, don't do it to me. The guy's just on the, the, the bike. Question. He's riding into the side all right, <laughs> into the so crosswalk the, on a green light. Right, he's on so the wrong here. side of the street. He's on the crosswalk. I mean, he's on the sidewalk and he's going into that crosswalk on a green light. The guy comes up in the car he's looking over his left shoulder because he wants to make a right turn he starts that turn and he hits the guy on the bike okay so here's the answer yeah
1: the side the crosswalk is an extension and i've researched this in detail um the position would be for the bicyclist is that the sidewalk i'm sorry the crosswalk is an extension of the sidewalk so if he's allowed to ride on the sidewalk, he's allowed to ride in the crosswalk as long as he's not riding at an excessive rate of speed or endangering other people.
2: Okay, you know what? I'm going to simplify this because I've had this case so many times, this exact same case. The driver is at fault. You might be able to get some, like you say, comparative negligence assigned to the bicycle rider for you know, being on the sidewalk and not getting on his, off his bike to cross or, or you know, uh, being on the wrong side of the street. But a guy in a car with a 3,000-pound machine that can mow people down and kill people has a high duty of care. We all have that high duty of care. And if you pull up to an intersection and you want to make a right turn and you're only looking over your left shoulder before you start to initiate your turn, you don't know what is coming from your right. You're not being uh, fully safe in driving that way. And so
1: that's the way it plays out. Okay, but hear me out there. I've had, you know, in these cases where they said, oh no, the person was supposed to be off the bike and they're partially at fault because they weren't walking, walking in the crosswalk. Yeah, yeah, and I that's why that gave you that nonsense too. Yeah, and that's why I gave you the scenario, it doesn't matter because the crosswalk is an extension of the sidewalk. So if you can ride on the sidewalk, You can ride in the crosswalk.
2: Yeah, well, I think it boils down to just basic common sense, safe driving. You know, there's people out there on bicycles and sometimes they do weird things. But we uh, when we're in our cars, we got to be watching out for those things, because what if the guy was a jogger and not a bicyclist? He was just jogging down that sidewalk and he has a perfect right to do that. Perfect right to jog right into that street, into that crosswalk on a green light and keep a jogging keep it running
1: and the car did the same thing and hit him yeah and i've made that same argument rob you brought up the point that the bicyclist was riding in the wrong direction he wasn't yeah. well, and it doesn't matter if you're on the sidewalk i don't think it does no no it doesn't The law lot not yeah 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 doesn't make that distinction
2: all right so what what other pitfalls or things that can befall a, a bicyclist that we are aware of and that we we
1: have dealt with that you can think of well you know, if you're riding at night, there's some specific laws regarding lighting. It's okay. much more involved than one would think. And just to give you a quick scenario, you know, if you um, are at night, you have to have a white light, like on the front of your bike, and it has to illuminate for 300 feet. Oh, wow. You have to have a it's a, a lot of light. lighting. Yeah. And you have to have a red reflector yeah. or a flashing light on the back of your bike. And that has to uh, illuminate for a distance of 500 feet. Wow. I don't
2: know why people want to ride their bicycles at night. All right. Listen, you know what? We've had a lot of fun on this show talking to Albert and to the lady in Rancho Cucamonga. And uh, it's just about that time. We got to say our goodbyes. I hate to say it. So we're going to say our goodbyes till next Saturday. And if you've missed any part of the show or would like to hear our previous shows, go to YouTube, BrothersOnLaw.com or iTunes. And if you have a legal question or a show topic, call us and leave us a message at 800-310-7113. I'm going to say that number again, Larry. 800-310-7113. Hey, and stay tuned for the Custody
1: Queens coming up next. Yeah, we had them on the show. They're great. Anyway, a big thank you to all our listeners that are staying safe out there. Hey, we look forward to being here next week on Saturday at 8 a.m. on Go Country 105. And hey, Rob, remember what? To let the scales of justice tip in your favor.
0: Brothers 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 on law. The opinions expressed in the Brothers on Law show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal, professional legal advice.